Hello, this is Lisa Hazard and Misty Lure with the podcast We Are All Psychic. And today we have Alan back. And that is just so exciting to me. I can't stand it. We've been talking for about like forever before we, and we just like, okay, we have to start because we got so much yeah. stuff on here already. We've been talking. I know, talking. we got a lot to cover today. So, Alana, <laughs> do you still think we're all psychic? Yes, I do. And I think um, more and more every day, I, I believe that to be true. We're just yeah. all learning to tap into it and it's becoming a little bit more talked about. Right. So I think people are understanding that it is a thing. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing right now. We're talking about it. And then right. listeners, if you didn't hear Alana before, she's been on our podcast twice. The first one was uh, nature and animals as spiritual teachers. And then we moved into uh, an introduction to modern shamanism and shamanism. I'm doing it again. And this time we're going to talk about a lot of things, especially the last podcast and some experiences Alana had after <clears throat> listening to it. And also, we haven't heard that yet. We cut, we made her stop so we could save it for the podcast. Yes. We'll talk about yes. like a good definition for shamanism, some like some more basics on healing and maybe getting into that some more and um, spirit guides and animal guides and et cetera. You would not believe us, the ideas and things that she can teach you guys and me and Missy. And <laughs> so, me, Alana, and me. Give, give, give us a good definition that we can put, put down for shamanism. Okay. So, I wrote this today as far as just what I felt that was what I do and what I felt was sort of encompassed the definition of modern shamanism. So a healer helping others to reconnect and reunite to their own innate body, mind, and soul and spirit wisdom using modern tools of holistic medicine, science, technology, and the quantum field to expand our perception and belief of health and healing. I think that's well, a mouthful. I think that is a mouthful. That's like that's a really good definition. Yeah. And like shaman. So that, yeah. So ahead, oh, I was Lisa. just gonna say, like we were talking about before the podcast, most of what we wanted to talk about is the actual healing. And it does it, all that definition is like quite it is healing. Even just hearing it, it feels healing, you know. <laughs> Yeah. And the reconnection and reuniting. So it's, you know, the remembering, you know, the re part, like we're, you know, uh, that I feel is really important because we have innate wisdom, right? We know when something feels right or, you know, and so it's nice to combine that. And we had talked about what modern shamanism might mean uh, in the last show. We talked about modern medicine, So it's all of these things put together, science, technology, the quantum field, which we now know is basically what we tap into when we're doing uh, healing and psychic work uh, and mediumship. So what is healing? Um, For me, healing is rebalancing our spiritual ecology by addressing our whole being, the physical body, the pain body, the mental body, energetic emotional bodies. And there's like, I think there's in some um, uh, schools of study, there's like over nine or 10 bodies within our body. So I like to call it spiritual ecology um, that, you know, we tap into as healers and um, helpers. Uh, So Lisa, I feel like, you know, the work that you do, you know, that you do that. We tap in. I, I just like to put, you know, luminous energy field, I like the spiritual ecology because it is who we are with all of those bodies. So within that resides um, who we are and who, who we are becoming, who we've been, who we are, who we're becoming. 
um, seeing ourselves uh, and others as whole and complete without labeling, projecting, judging. Um, our human body dies a physical death, but our energy and soul continues to heal and learn. So I'm yeah. sure there's others that might have a different school of thought, but I'm going to say, if you're listening to this podcast, you probably get that, that yeah. our soul is on a never ending journey, right? We are in this body, yeah. this time and space, you know, in this, you know, person who we are, but it encompasses all of that. So the idea that, you know, healing, uh, you know, all of a sudden you're going to be complete and whole and miraculous and, he and, and healed is a miracle and it can happen. We've seen spontaneous healings. We, we yes. know that it happens, but really what it is, is it's the lessons and the, all of those things that we carry within our spiritual ecology that we get to heal. And it's like layers and layers, right? Onion layers, layers and layers, yeah. ogre layers. <laughs> um, and, um, and so it just, it's basically encompasses everything that we are. So you know, there, uh, you know, is no, uh, way of getting out of death and yes. however you're going to die, <laughs> whether it be by, don't tell me that. Shush. You know, yeah. <laughs> death, D-E-B-T. -E <laughs> yeah. Death, uh, yeah. 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 I hear you there. Tax, what they death and death taxes. And taxes. And death, yeah. uh, so, you know, so I think that's important to know because, you know, we, we, as healers, it's like, yeah, I'm a healer, but what are we healing? Well, we're healing the spiritual ecology and the energetic bodies. And, um, that is really amazing. And to know that we have those things, even the unseen pieces, those are law, those are all unseen. When we talk about energy, we, it's unseen. We deal with the physical because we can see it. We feel like we can, it's tangible. We can touch it. You know, it the sense leads. of sight, the sense of sight is really powerful, overwhelming. I mean, it's just, it feels like it's all over my body. It feels like I have eyeballs, you know what yeah. I mean? It feels <laughs> right. like, it's just like, but I don't, I try not to. I don't, I'm not very visual and it's kind of interesting. It's a little off topic, but I had read, I had read an article where there were scientists trying to find the science behind psychic abilities. Okay. And they were talking about how some people who have a high pulse rate, like I do, I have a very high pulse rate. It's fast. And they say their eyes will dilate like, and, and uh, what do you retract over and over again? every time you have your heartbeat so I, mine's always like like real fast so I'm not seeing like I'm not real visual I see it all it's all there and it really affects me but not quite like say an artist or you know somebody who mm. got a lot lower yeah. you know right. heart rate <laughs> so it makes right. sense to me so they're explaining some of this stuff with yeah. physiology and stuff like that so I thought that was yeah very interesting. well yeah that, that's very uh, yeah go ahead Misty you go I was just saying that was really cool yeah. So here's another I still, thing. Yeah, I still have it. the article. I'll send it to you if you want. <laughs> it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah, I do. So I appreciate that because the other thing that I've learned about, you know, myself and others that are, um, so I call myself a highly creative person because I always have been and, you know, art, art stuff and, you know, even being a hairdresser, you know, I, I do, it's art basically. Yeah. Um, but, and then, you know, uh, having a great imagination also takes into play with being a creative person as well as a psychic person, right? Yeah, it does. Use your imagination. So, so, you know, what you were saying, Lisa, and then let's put in the creative piece that you addressed as well. You know, those are the people that, um, you know, when you can tap into imagination, that's part of also journeying, any type of meditation. Yeah. When you do journeying, right? You got to have yes. a really good yeah. imagination. 
So the cool thing about that is that, um, you know, for me personally, uh, doing healing work is that those things have all really worked for me, being a creative person, having a good imagination. Um, and also I've always been highly attracted to signs and symbols and signs and symbols in nature. And then, um, the more that you get into learning about, you know, uh, signs and symbols that are around the world that are common, um, you know, just of what they are a definition. And then you get to add your own little spin to it, you yeah. know? Um, but, uh, let's see, where was I with that? What were we talking about? The journey, the meditation, <laughs> journey. Yes. The, the imagination, the being able to, like we shared the last time about imagining your, you know, feet growing roots and uh, going into the ground and, you know, doing grounding work, right. Or, uh, yeah, you don't have to helps. be, you don't physically have to have your feet on the ground you could be laying down with shoes on mm -hmm. you can still imagine that you have roots growing out of your feet right yeah so yeah so those things are important when i i think it comes to uh the idea of uh shamanism and doing journeying and finding identifying uh causation of uh, physical and uh other uh illnesses and uh, pain and all of the things that affect us so um, there's also an, a huge thing about uh, thoughts and beliefs about healing. So, because I'm kind of going back to the the healing, the, the the shamanism and the healing, you know, things that we do for healing others. You know, the first thing with healing is healing yourself, and that's an ongoing journey as well, with all the layers and everything we talked about. And that's constant. Mm. There's, there's never no ending with this, even in death. Right. I think we already touched on that. Mm. So there's no getting to this place of complete, you know, ever stopping in your uh, healing journey. You just don't. It's like, you know, learning. It's the same thing. Um, so learning about yourself, right? Uh, learning about root causes of uh, why your beliefs and your pains and things that we carry and uh, ancestral carrying things with from our ancestors, we also know this, a lot of this now is being proven in, uh, uh, you know, medicine, uh, science, right? Quantum yeah, field. About time. I mean, about right? Time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of amazing. And, um, and so, you know, I think we also touched on being able to travel journey for, for someone or for yourself. Uh, yeah, uh, you, you know. Did we Go really ahead. get in? Did we really describe that for the listeners with that? Experience? Not really. It's like, I think I don't think so. Kinda, yeah, that we were going to talk also about spirit yeah. guides and spirit animals. This is a good time right. to like bring that in. Because I mean, okay. I didn't know what it was, a journey, a shaman journey. It just kind of happened. Right. I was like with my guide, you know, I, this is when I was younger, when I, in my early 30s, yeah. when I first tried it, I didn't know I was trying it, but I was just spending time with my guide you know and yeah. uh and some friends were over <laughs> and it just happened yeah. you know I somebody yeah. got a drum out and somebody started playing some dead yeah. can dance and I just like right. okay let's go I'll try this yeah. you know and I did yeah you got your rattle <laughs> exactly <laughs> love it yeah so, so what's it like for you what's what is your experience with journey well you know it's interesting because um so the first time that I really understood that I was going back in time to heal a time and space. Um, I didn't plan it. It was through a Kundalini yoga mm. and uh, wow. it was a, it was a particular, um, um, you know, 11 minute um, um, 
meditation, I'm not giving it nearly enough credit. I'm not, I'm just a, I'm a student. Okay. I'm not a teacher of uh, Kundalini yoga, but I am a uh, person who journeys and I journey for others. And so I was, unex- I, un- I did not expect what happened. And this is a, probably a good, I don't know, let's say two, let's probably three years ago now. So um, I was in a 11 minute meditation and it was to heal the mother wound. And it was through this uh, program that I was doing. And so this was one module was healing the mother wound. So there was actually music. And so it transported me to and holding positions and breathing um, 11 minutes. Did I say that three times now? <laughs> that may not seem like a lot of t- long time, but it really is a it, long time. Yeah. When you're it in, is. You know, and a lot can it happen is. in that time frame. Yeah. Especially because so, time gets really <laughs> distorted. You know, you're trying to concentrate yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 11 yeah, minutes a- is a long time. Yeah. So, uh, what I remember was actually the music started it with, I, re- I basically was transported back in time when I lived in Utah and I lived along a lakeside and I listened to, it was Foo Fighters music, but mm-hmm. this, for some reason, this particular, uh, song for the Kundalini yoga practice was reminded me of that. And so I got transported there and I got to heal. Um, I got transported not only by the side of the lake, but into my home that we lived and uh, packed to a very traumatic time for all of us in that house and including my dogs. And so in that journey, that one time I got to see everybody for who they were and their roles in that time and space, including the dogs. I got to heal uh, and forgive myself for uh, the mother, right? For my, specifically at that time, for the dogs, failing them because they started ripping each other's throats out because we were fighting in that house. There was chaos. And, uh, you know, one of the dogs at the time, her name was Blessing in Disguise. That was her birth name. Her name was Eve. And I knew at the time that was very big because she was showing us, they were showing us, this is what, you know, this has been a big lesson for me that, you know, the way that animals react with us and that we are, a, a, a you know, a, a pack. And yeah. if yeah. your leaders are out of whack, you know, then everybody's out of whack. And they so, are. so what I got to do was I got to go in and take pieces of that as well as the land in the house and each one of us, my ex-husband, my son, my daughter, myself, the dogs, the home, the land, I think I said that, and the time and space and to do, you know, forgive me, the forgiveness. And, um, but then I did, we did that again, because I repeated that uh, practice, that module another time. And I got to go back again, very easily. And I got to heal a little deeper and have a little deeper understanding of what was, you know, happening and active in that time and space. And so the in- interesting thing about that work is that not only does that work for me, but it helps to heal the, everything around that. So every yes. individual, the dogs, the, the land, the house, and these things are all, you know, the land and the house, that's important. I mean, I, you it know, is. I knew we could have a whole other uh, uh, podcast about that because I've had many, many, many experiences with land and houses, and then that house, the Saratoga house. So um, anyway, so. Um, Thank you for sharing that, what a journey yeah, is like for you, because it's yeah. hard to explain, it's hard to describe. Um, so there's a feeling, and there's a, you can, there's like a, for me, because I'm all senses engaged, and that's kind of what you were describing about the vision around your body, 
Yeah. It's like you get all the information. I call it information, right? It is How information, you receive your information. Yeah. And sometimes to me, what it felt like was almost like a movie. Like, because yeah. I am a, you know, so everybody does these things differently, but because I have a great imagination and I'm also a writer, um, I, you know, I see this as well, it plays out in a scene. Um, but a lot of it is feeling, you know, feeling. Yeah. How do you feel? Um, you know, what, what comes up? What information is imparted? And then there's simple journeys too, where, you know, sometimes if I'm working with a client, I don't know what's going to come up. Oh, yeah. Right. So, oh, yeah. That's right? the best one. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, so that's sort of a, uh, you know, um, and, and here's the thing for me is that is uh, everyone's individual, right? Everybody's unique. And so um, that journey is unique to them. So, uh, and we could get into deeper levels of journey, but I think that that's not really what we're talking about today, <laughs> you know, cause I think you had mentioned it too, Lisa, in the last podcast about the different levels of, um, uh, shamanism, existence, right? yeah, shamanism. Yeah. 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 So when we travel, we travel, you know, down into the earth and we travel and we we're in this time and space and we're also above, um, in, uh, you know, the universe. So basically there's no time and there's no space. Right. Um, we are on the, we're in the here and now when we do the journey, that's how right. I see it. And that's how it feels to me. So, um, I like that. I think it's pretty awesome. I think journeying is just one of the best. I, I haven't, I've done it more, uh, since our last podcast, I did try it again. And, but it used to be something I did quite often. Um, but the guides, I, I, I don't do it without my yeah. guides. I, I, yeah. You're there. They're like, it doesn't work or something. Yeah, maybe it's my, yeah. I, I need my guide, Sam and my Morgana, you know, she's a newer addition to the travels, but, um, yeah. maybe not. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, never know. So he, true. Used to, he used to be my cat Gandalf, but then he was born. <laughs> wow. I love that. Aww. That's the best. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Amazing. Wow. We could have a whole other talk about that too. But that's you know, just yeah. different guides that come in. Oh but yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I work with a team, you know, and I also yeah. work with my clients' teams, right? So our teams come in and help. It's the helpers yes. and healers. Oh, yes. Right? The helpers and healers that show up when we do this work. And they're usually and so, ancestors for me. They're ancestors, yeah. mostly ancestors, um, animals, also things like, uh, and I get a lot of animals that show up. Um, also things like, you know, we're talking about signs and symbols. So things that show up in the spiritual, spiritual ecology journey. So when I'm within your energy field and we're doing the rebalancing work, um, you know, finding things that are, you know, that are uh, unwanted within the energetic body, basically, or within the body that are, um, you know, there, um, blocks, causes of uh, physical pain, mental, uh, mental illness as well, you know, uh, things that are trapped in our body. Does this make sense? It does make sense to me. I know. Yeah. yeah because I've, I've read about this stuff and studied it. And actually I've, I found um, you can have practical applications to shamanism too, not just spiritual. Right. And by that, I mean, like for me personally, um, this whole year, I've ever since April of last year, uh, not this year, 2020, I had foot problems. And then I had mm -hmm. back problems and then I had neck problems and then yeah. they're gone. But I worked yeah. on something that was a root cause and I can't, yes. I don't really feel comfortable talking about it on the podcast, no. right. but I think there was a spiritual root cause too. I mean, yes. these things are there. I'm doing, you know, right. the, the treatments, the physical therapy and stuff. I'm trying to get away from 
surgery. But since I took this one step, I really needed to do, it's like nothing hurts. (laughs) Yeah, I really am amazed. It hurts a little, but not much. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. I would like to, I'd like to address that for a minute because one of the first things that uh, as an energy medicine practice that I didn't really know anything about until I was introduced to it in 2005 um, from one of my beautiful practitioner uh, healing friends. Um, We were in Utah and I was in a very distressed time and I got to go uh, be certified as a practitioner for emotional freedom technique. And so you guys may have heard of this. It's uh, shortened up as E uh, emotional freedom technique. So E was EFT. Oh, is that the finger so tapping? It's and... tapping. Yes. Yes. So, oh, I love yes. that. I love so, that. Yeah. <clears throat> that is a, that is a uh, bioenergy uh, healing modality. You know, it practice. works. <laughs> it works. And it works yeah. so well that it's been uh, used um, now. It's used uh, uh, in practice. I mean, it's, it's mm. very well known as well as um, for um, p- post-traumatic stress disorder for veterans. That makes um, sense. That makes sense. <clears throat> yeah. And so it's been, uh, it's really amazing. And so there's a lot on emotional freedom technique. So I felt lucky that I got trained by one of the early founders of emotional freedom technique. And so it changed my life. It, it, it changed my life completely. And, uh, I also turned it into a walking meditation, emotional freedom technique. I used to walk a lot and hike with my dog at the time and would do the tapping while I was in motion. And yeah. it was amazing. It, That's it, cool. It was I never amazing. thought to try that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I like to walk and do all those things. So it's like anything <laughs> in uh, meditation in motion, right? Yeah. Not, yeah. not plug in, you know, like be yeah, with, you know, we talked about that Nature. before. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in the what's physical. around you. <laughs> exactly. The here and now, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. So I think I got off track there. Uh, we were talking about, tell, tell oh my gosh, oh my gosh. You got to tell us a story about what happened to you after the last podcast. Yes, okay. we're dying Good. to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I know what it was before I left. The emotion freedom technique. The reason why it works so well is it goes and the, uh, it's uncomfortable, but you deal with your negative stuff first, the shadow work, the, the, the stuff that's not well, and then you raise up your vibration, you bring down your emotion so that you can be more of an even uh, balanced space that so that's sense. important yeah. to know. yeah um okay so <clears throat> so <clears throat> this is a this is kind of crazy all right so uh i wrote notes so i won't get off track <laughs> um i'm calling this my uh, uh story of owl uh, coyote and owl so um we recorded this on july 19th which was a monday And, um, I, um, believe, okay. So over the weekend, you know, I started putting this all together because it was so crazy that I had to like take notes of dates and stuff like that. So the weekend that, um, before this, uh, podcast, um, I had, uh, an owl visitation in the backyard. So, um, you know, it's uh, dusk, I'm in the backyard with my stepson. And there might've been someone else, I don't remember, but him and I saw the owl. And I had, last time I had seen uh, their barred owls, B-A-R-R-E-D. And I have a, a wash behind me here, a um, uh, channel oh, yeah, that goes they, out to they the ocean. Washes out with. Yeah, 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 it's like a creek. So people in the it's east. A, this is actually, a, cha- <laughs> this is actually <laughs> a channel. I think I called it a wash, but it's actually okay. a channel. It's called oh, the Talbert okay. Channel. 
Okay, so it's, uh, we're at the beginning of it. It goes from here, six miles to the ocean. So we get a lot of wildlife that comes back here. And oh, so, yeah. um, we, so we saw the owl and the last time the owl had shown up, um, it was in December and it hit my house. That's what? a, uh, that, yeah. And th- that was like this weird uh, ending of, uh, like, I felt like that animal took a hit. Um, it t- there was a curse with it that was ended of my mom's family. There was some, my mom had stitches in her, oh, wow. uh, for like from, from August to December that, uh, 2020. So last year. And when oh. that owl hit the house, that's the day she found out that they were stitches left in her. <gasps> she had infection. Oh my. Okay. Oh. For all those months she had infection and oh. she, we found the day the owl hit the house, she had gone to the doctor and came back, came to me and said that there was stitches that were causing the infection. Oh. So, which was completely appropriate for that owl and everything about that. And I don't really want to get into that story because that's not our story. So the last time that owl showed up, it was when it hit the house. And so, you know, we were like, oh my God, there's an owl again. Okay. So then <clears throat> we had, uh, so I, uh, uh, we did our recording. We had all those weird audio things that showed up. We were laughing a lot. We were really excited. I think we had really high energy. I had uh, messaged a friend of mine earlier in the day and we do this Marco Polo app. So it's like you leave a recording and she can listen to it. And then she Aww. leaves me a recording and I can listen to it. It's kind of yeah. cool. So that night I, and I liked our podcast. I thought it was good. And then that night I um, listened to her her message. And I normally don't do that was sort of out of character for me. I usually listen in the morning, you know, while I'm doing whatever. And for some reason I just was like, Oh, I'm gonna listen to her message. Well, her message was weird. Like, and her and I've talked about it since multiple times because of everything else that unfolded with it. But it was like, it wasn't her. Like I, it was very, it was weird. And there was things that I don't even know how to explain it. And, and I was really kind of, uh, off put by it. Um, um, so anyway, I woke up the next morning, my dog needed to pee 6 15 AM. I looked at the clock and, um, I, my habit pattern at that time was, uh, I ran downstairs to open the door for her. She pees. I come back in the house so I can pee. And then Mm -hmm. uh, I meet her back downstairs or whatever. So I ran upstairs, opened the door, ran upstairs, and I hear this like yelp scream thing from her, but just one, just this like surprise yelp thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I ran to the window up here in this room and uh, it uh, opens on one end where I don't, I have a screen on one end and I can open the other end. So I'm like, I can actually poke out the window, right? Okay. Second floor. And in my backyard, nose to nose, about a foot away, is my Jack Russell and a coyote. Oh, my gosh. No. This is a full-grown coyote, and it's beautiful. And they're in the same position, staring each other down. So I broke the spell. Because what it was is I know that my dog, if she knew if she moved, she was dead. If she moved and tried to, she would be dead. It would have been able to get Couldn't take her eyes. Yeah. Nope. So she was in a power position, Right. And so what I saw when I, you know, saw them was them a foot apart and uh, in that position. And then I went really big, Penny, get in the house. And it broke the spell and she went Ooh, right into the house mm-hmm. and you, you get out of here, big <laughs> voice, big, whatever, you know, and clapped a few times and it just went right over the fence. 
So I ran downstairs, you know, she was in the house. She's shaking. Of course, I woke my house Aww. up. <laughs> She's like on adrenaline. I'm on adrenaline. You know? Yeah. And so um, that changed everything because basically my dogs lost their freedom, even though I knew there was coyote back here. Um, right. But I had never had them in my yard and we had never had that confrontation. And since the pandemic, we've had uh, not just here, but in, you know, across the country, I'm going to speak of. Um, we've had a lot of uh, explosion in animal population. So we we already had a coyote issue here, but now we have a bigger coyote issue here. And the problem with the coyotes is that you can't do anything about them. They cannot be relocated. They can't be trapped. They can't be killed by law, all of these things. And so basically we have to live with a coyote and we have to be proactive with our pets. Okay. And with our, you know, whatever we do to haze them, get them out of here. So, excuse me. So I'm going to tell you that Cody freaked me out and my friend's message freaked me out and our, and and then you released the, the, the uh, podcast and I listened to it and I heard rattles, singing bowls, chimes. I heard the singing bowl in one. Yeah. And voices. What'd you hear them say? So the voice, there was a male voice at the end when I was saying, when you, we were signing off and I was saying, if you wanted to work with me, there was like a male voice. I don't know what it was saying. I'm sure if we could break down the podcast, you know, break mm-hmm. down the audio, we can maybe, you know, whatever. But, but what I thought wow. was amazing, amazing was that those things, even though let's say it was my headphones. Okay. Even if it was my headphones, the appropriateness of when they showed up like right away with Misty's healing. Mm-hmm. Um, when I started to talk about, which we all will talk a little bit more about today about, um, uh, you know, curses and, um, you know, hitchhikers, <laughs> spiritual hitchhikers, yeah. uh, yeah. you know, intrusions, you know, those kinds of things. Yeah. I started to go into that direction. And so I was, I was kind of stopped. And, um, and so, so um, I got kind of freaked out because the coyote, the coyote message to me was trickster energy. And um, I'm going to say that during the week, um, I had some weird family stuff show up and conversations with my conversation with one of my siblings that, um, you know, was interesting. And then um a just the things not appearing to be what they are right and um and then messages that i didn't expect and apologies and i mean deep family forgiveness like ends of cycles yeah um yeah like in the weirdest way and it's a little personal too like you were saying i don't really want to go too deep into that but um then the coyotes showed up every freaking day since that day, they've been here pretty much every day. Wow. They started off being one. Now there's three. Oh my God. Um, and they believe it or not, they sleep. I'm, I could be here and I chase them off, but they sleep right where I can visibly see them out my window. That's so weird. Uh-uh. And I know, I swear to God, they could uh-uh. be, and, I, and I, I go up on my back wall and I look, I can see from one block to the next, we have a bridge over here, okay? I can see, and now I see how they blend in and what their habit patterns are because it's been since freaking July 19th or July 20th, wow. July 20th, right? The day, Tuesday morning. 
Um, oh, and I had a healing session that morning too with a client. I forgot about that. That, that was beautiful, but that was amazing um, after the coyote. Um, and uh, so there was all these things that showed up with it. And then the coyotes attacked our tortoise. Oh. He was sleeping on the side of our house. And, you know, we'd never had a problem with him. And they actually got him out of his little uh, hut, dragged huh. him out, clawed him, flipped him over, tried to eat him, tried to get out. Oh, my right? God. Oh. But, you know, luckily he's a tortoise, right? Yeah. But he but they left mm-hmm. him flipped over until we oh. found him. He was, yeah. you know, scared and then a little in shock. Um, but he was OK. But that um, also was freaking me out. The reason why this was showing up, too, which is bizarre is because I was leaving to go away for a week. And I'm the keeper of the dogs. <laughs> and so we have, you know, the predator in the backyard that, that yeah. and, and I'm leaving. And so I'm, you know, having my mom come over during the day and, you know, having, we're having to basically our lives have revol- revolved around now the predator in the backyard. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it's been really interesting. Okay. So then I think that, okay. So the 24th of July was a Saturday night. We were in, uh, so the next weekend, uh, we were in, uh, my, my husband's uh, stepfather went into the hospital during the week. So a few days after our podcast and a couple of days after the owl. And then uh, Saturday night, the 24th, we were over at his home with all his family and stuff. And he was in the hospital on hospice. And so that night, another barred owl flew over us. <gasps> And again, it was Kenny and I, my stepson, that saw the owl, and we recognized it and recognized each other with it, that we had seen it the second time now. Well, the very next morning, Jerry died. We got the message that he had passed away in the morning, and I knew it because the owl showed up. So owls are, you know, owls have a lot of, and coyotes, and we could talk about them as, you know, what, what's their medicine, right? Well, coyotes are tricksters. They're also the foils and fault, fault, whatever of humans, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of stories about coyote and they're usually lessons for humans of things not to do, <laughs> you know, yeah, or, right. uh, you know, right. Things like that, or just real, uh, you know, uh, con- uh, consequences right. or things not appearing to be what they are. And then the owl, um, owls are, you know, I've always worked with owl medicine when I've done some, uh, fire ceremonies, owl, the same owl, same type of owl has showed up in my backyard during the ceremonies. Um, so for me, owl has been an ally in the wisdom and the night and the moon and the goddess, right. And the crone and all of those really cool things. But owl is also a harbinger of death. I've heard that people really fear the owl. There's a lot of fear around owl. There's a lot of lore around owl and, you know, walking that in between time because owls come at dusk and dawn, right? Right, yeah. yeah. So, so um, you know, when these things happen, I see them, you know, you can't, you know, I just knew I was a little in shock. There was a lot, that's a lot. It's a lot in a really short time too. In a short time. And then I got a phone call. It was a voice message. Now I have to also tell you that by the death of my stepfather, um, he was the end of a cycle for us of death that we've had since my husband and I got married. 
six oh years ago. And our wedding anniversary was August 8th, the Lions Gate. All right. I did that. You know, I didn't really realize it was the Lions Gate. So I went, oh, 888. Because it was 2015, But in 2015, I had some weird fucked up thing that happened. Sorry again, people. <laughs> um, but it was one of the, it was again, one of the really a fucked up thing that happened to me. And, uh, uh, and so it started, uh, it started, I believe I had, uh, been visited and pulled out. I mean, like, in other words, pinpointed or found, uh, by a person who meant me harm in the, uh, disguise as a healer that I did not invite into my space who actually intruded upon my space. I was working at the time in a uh, salon suite in public and I had my door closed and he'd walk right in. And uh, it was just a very disturbing incident. And I basically kicked him out of my space because I was threatened. And uh, I believe that he cursed me. And oh, I, the very next day, I was supposed to go do a wedding, 7.30 in the morning. I wake up to leave my house and my bird, who was 19 years old, I had since she was born, uh, fell from her top of her perch and had a seizure oh. for three hours. Oh, my God. Oh. So, you know, you can again go, well, really, you know, whatever. Okay, I don't, I look at things differently than most people. I knew that that was something. Right. And, but I didn't know the power in it yet. And as the day went progressed, there was things that started showing up that scared the crap out of me because I knew exactly what it was. It was like, there was ill intention towards me and my bird took the hit and yeah. I was not supposed to go to a happy wedding. So then I had my wedding, you know, a few months later and, um, we had pretty much Jerry, who was the beginning of the cycle. He ended up in the hospital and we couldn't go on our honeymoon. And then every Aww. year, uh, to now we had a major person in our life die around the same wow. time of year. Wow. And so at the end of this, um, so when I got this phone call or this uh, voice message, it was the uh, same accent as the person who had entered my studio asking me for this weird business proposition thing. It was, you know, it was whatever it was. It was, and I, and I addressed it and I don't want to get into it this either, but, but it, I was going to say freaked me out again, because, it, and when I say freaked me out, what it is, is it pushes these buttons of like, there's some other forces at work here that have my attention that are not positive. Right. And, um, and so what happened was, as I was meant to deal with it and end it, and it, this felt like an ending. And um, we also had some, uh, we've had some other generational curses and we've had some curses, believe it or not, through an animal, the hunting of an animal that was taken without permission off sacred grounds <sighs> that has affected my husband's family wow. that I then became involved with. That's another whole long story, but that's why this story and the way I'm sharing it is, you know, important because you know, I lived in a wilderness area in Utah and I did not have the active animals. Well, that's not true. A lot of mine was human death on the road, you know, animals jumping in front of my car, extreme yeah. animal things. Um, but I had mountain lions that were, you know, active in my backyard and coyotes that were active in my backyard. I had dogs then too, you know, but we, I live in a, you know, I live in, you know, Southern California where you wouldn't think things like this happen, you know, where you've got the top predator in my backyard, you right. know, and um, and then, you know, the owls and the hawks, like I had a hawk in my courtyard yesterday 
on the ground hunting, all spread out and pretty. Weird. And I watched him wow. for a while. Yeah, you know, so that's a messenger, but he's looking that's on, he's so grounding, cool. he's on the ground. Yeah, so you know, he but he was also down. hunting. Yeah, yeah, and he yeah. was beautiful and he, it was uh, the colors, about, everything about it. So these are the things that happen every day. And there's some of them are extreme. Like to me, this feels like extreme, but this is also stuff that happens to me. This is just one story. Yeah. And, but it's a lot. It had, it had death. It had family generational curses. It had weird other curses, beginning and endings. It had, um, uh, you know, also the other thing I, I, I did some uh, little research, a little more research on a coyote and what showed up is not only trickster, but monster slayer. Hmm. Really? Ravens and coyotes. So um, chasing away the monsters. So I know that about ravens. Uh, I know ravens. Yeah, yeah. It could be like the uh, the coyotes could be like you facing your fears, kind of. Absolutely, and because I also have very active in my life here, and in um, uh, one of my clients actually yesterday uh, was it yesterday? I think it was um, a very active wolf energy. A big, uh, big wolf energy, mm. and in spirit, um, and uh, wolf is now my ally, and wolf has always been an ally for me and a teacher. Um, uh, and how wolf would be a teacher? This is actually something that I um, uh, used to do, like some teachings about wolf and oh, that's so wolf cool. awareness yeah. yeah because it teaches us so much about ourselves and then if if listeners if you're uh especially um you know if you identify as a woman or you're a woman it's uh women who run with the wolves the book women who run with the wolves by carissa pinkola estes phd is one of the best books about the wild woman archetype and um, I started to reread it again because it just kind of almost fell out at me. I had been knowing that I needed to address the my helping the wolves and really then coyote shows up, right? That's so, interesting, yeah. Yeah, so what I, and I didn't even get that either until recently when I started talking about, about that with someone because wolf has always beckoned to me to um, teach about wolf to people that <laughs> don't think wolf's important. And so, you know, like in Utah in the 90s, or uh, 90, I think it was 95, I lived there. Um, they had the uh, first uh, reintroducing the wolves, the gray wolves into Yellowstone. And so I was all about that. And I had a friend that gave me articles about that. And so I, I was well read on it and loved it and recently read some amazing book about that time and what's happened up to now. And then now we're in a completely different time with the wolves because they have completely thrived, but they're still hunted as they were back when they were eradicated. Right. So, and they hate it and hate it. I mean, people hate the coyotes here, hate them. Yeah. And well, I I'm know sure they have nowhere to go too, right? They have nowhere to go. I mean, and we're so, taking over, you know? Yeah. And, and, you know, people will fight tooth and nail with you about, you know, well, they weren't here first. It doesn't matter whether they were here first or not. We're all here surviving. Right. You know, and we have a lot of construction right now here. This is a free, we have a freeway that goes through this town, the 405 yeah. freeway. And so they've been doing all the bridges and that um, disrupted. Now, here's an interesting thing. Not only old coyote dens, but Native American burial grounds. Yeah. And they wow. had to stop. They had to stop the uh, 
uh, bridge work in one, and they wouldn't disclose where because they didn't want people going and disrupting. They have to stop. They have to contact people. They have to do whatever they've got to wow. do before they can do any, uh, you know, that's by law. You know, so, um, that was interesting. Very, so that's, I, I just had a thought and I'm, I'm interrupting a little bit, but totally interrupting. But uh, I just was thinking about coyote and something uh, coyotes always make me think of is survival. They always survive. And to yeah, think that something absolutely. that can always survive, an animal that big that can always survive, it's pretty big yeah. or a roach that always survives. But That's right. this came and found sanctuary in your backyard. To oh, me, yeah. that says a lot about you. Yeah. <laughs> you yes, know? it does. They, and I recognize surviving that as and well. they came to your yard. That's you know? Right. <laughs> That's right. So it's a safe place for them. And here's an interesting. Know? That's right. Thank you for acknowledging that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna share with you that I, you know, at first I was all about. And not at first, like I'm not harboring them or letting them, you know, it's like, I know, I mean, I'm an animal person. Plus I have a lot of, I have a lot of, uh, uh, training in how to, you know, like I've been a, a, um, you know, hiker and an outdoors person in my life. And I've lived in the wilderness area. You have to know how to handle animals, wild animals. Right. And, um, stand your ground and how to handle with, you know, a bear compared to a mountain lion compared to a coyote, whatever. And so I thought about that and, and, you know, the real lessons it has to teach. Now here's the, I think I already mentioned this, but this was kind of amazing to me. I've had enough time in with them now. They've been here long enough where I'm seeing their patterns Yeah. and I can, and I'm seeing them outside and then they're, you know, they move on, they stretch, they scratch, they, you know, they're go take, go off and get lunch. You know, I chase them off, they come back. And yeah. then here's my dog doing the same thing. <laughs> and I'm all about the, I'm all about the canine. Yeah. And the, and the, and the lot of, like we talked about the journey earlier, the whole out of whack canine pack. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I learned about really that was immersed in my face. It's like, we did not have a pack leader. We were in chaos and the dogs, you know, the dogs don't have it. Somebody's got to be a pack leader. Right. Right. So you're right. And that's, they that's won't make it if there isn't. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so a lot of do- dog behavior is you have to understand that, you know, their way of thinking about it, not the way you want them to be. Right. You know, right. You're, they're looking at you as, you know, for leadership and, and, uh, and if you don't have it, then they're going to basically take over. Yeah. So and it stresses them out too. It does. Like they don't want that role, that's, you know? That's exactly right. Yeah. And well, yes, because you're the leader, you're the human, right. you know, yep. which is the larger predator. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so I think that's interesting. So thank you for bringing that up because that's actually, uh, I appreciate that because it's really changed everything. Like I went for a walk today. Yeah. I've known, I've known they're back there, but yeah. having them right there. And I've asked that question too, like, okay, really why there? Yeah. They're safe. And it's not They're a safe, safe spot. It's not a safe spot mm-hmm. looking at it from mm-hmm. like someone's yard in the house. Mm-hmm. I have people looking at them through windows. That's not safe, but they feel mm-hmm. safe. They feel yeah. safe there. They're not going any. You're going to have some cubs. Now here's the I'm, I'm also chasing them off. I want you to know that because it's yeah. a proper thing to do. And then when we had the turtle thing happen, that's when it kicked in. Sorry, we had an interruption as expected. <laughs> and because the computers are the computers are being insistent, the AI are saying, "Hey, man, <laughs> talking about the shaman stuff. Talk about us. We are, <laughs> we are, they're babies. Talking about cubs." Alana, <laughs> uh, Al- do you have uh, any advice for listeners who want to learn about more about any of the things you've talked about, especially the animals? That's like your gift and one of your many gifts. Yeah, is to really communicate to people about animals. 
and what their experience is, you know? Right. Well, you know, I think we kind of touched on a little bit last time too, which is just pay attention to your surroundings. Yeah. Pay attention yeah. to what's going on wherever you are. Something that you take for granted, even let's say something that shows up in your house, like a moth and it keeps showing oh, up. There's yeah. messages in that moth for you. Okay. That's, yeah. and you think it's just a mundane animal and you want to get it out of your house or like spider is huge when you have spiders show up, you know, that's another one. Spider is a big uh, feminine uh, energy, depending upon, of course, again, the, the type of spider, because you can get deep into, you know, the yeah. message of the animal, but just knowing certain basic, you know, things, but also ask yourself anytime you have animal uh, encounters, like what information comes up right away with it? How does it That's make you right. feel? And then just start there. And That's then, a great idea. Right. It and is. then it Good makes advice. it simple. Yeah, simple. And then you can go and deepen as you want. And then especially if you start seeing uh, an animal multiple times in different ways, and it could even be, you know, uh, a, a real life animal, and then a representation of the animal, and then you see the animal on television, you know, that kind of thing. If you see repetitive patterns, you know, we had talked about that with symbolism and signs, repetitive, repetitive sightings, repetitive patterns, repetitive music, things like that, that's trying to get your attention. Yeah, yeah. So um, there's also, as far as animals go, uh, certain animals that are active at certain times in your life. So for example, coyote for me right now. Um, and uh, it's, it's appropriate because I'm also um, uh, really uh, honing in on what it is that I am offering uh, for this work that I do with healing. So thank you for acknowledging, uh, Lisa, you know, my gift of working with animals because it is where I started that felt natural. And that was my first connection. My first real connection was animals and being outside mm -hmm. of nature. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I hear you there. Love, love it. Love yeah. it. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Alan, connection with spirit. I just love having you. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank a you. Third time. We love doing this. Thank you. Yes, thank you, you so much. You, you're, you teach me so much. And it's just, it's I just, know, I love it. And speaking <laughs> of repetition, you have to be repetitive with me to learn, teach me anything. So thank you. you know, you're like, oh, we talked about this before. And I was like, do it again. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> Misty, I don't want to stop. No, no, right. Misty, yeah. thank you as always. Thank and you. Uh, thank I want to thank our both. I'd like to thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app. Everclear.com is a website too. And you can get advice from empaths and psychics. And the goal there is to find the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And listeners, like I said before, I love you. And uh, I hope you enjoyed the podcast. Thank you so much. Goodbye. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>